What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode, and we're going to follow up our last episode where we touched on the Redskins changing their name, um, because I've come across more information and as to why they shouldn't uh, at least change, they should absolutely not change their logo. The name, um, I can see a case for, but by and large, at, there's a poll that begs to differ, an old poll, not even a new one. So, but why they they shouldn't give in here because actually they're eliminating something that's extremely, that's a complete opposite of uh, racist. It's actually extremely uh, honorable and respectful. So let's uh, kick it off first with, uh, there's sportslogohistory.com. They have... A brief description of the history of the logo. So the Redskins' primary logo used today was first designed in 1971 in close consultation with Native American leaders. First sign that, hey, it was probably done right. Among those who unanimously approved, unanimously approved, and voiced praise for the logo was Walter Blackie Wetzel, a former president of the National Congress of American Indians and chairman of the Blackfeet Nation, uh, based out of Montana. Years earlier, Mr. Wetzel had been deeply involved in the, with U.S. President John F. Kennedy in the movement for civil liberties, civil rights, and economic freedom for all. In 2014, Mr. Wetzel's son, Don, commented, it needs to be said that an Indian from the state of Montana created the Redskins logo and did it the right way. It represents the Red Nation, and it's something to be proud of and uh, <clears throat> so this logo is actually based off of the buffalo nickel but who I really want to harp on here is who's mentioned who's uh, very famous uh, Walter Blackie Wetzel so first question is he obviously has a little bit of prominence being friends with JFK being uh, the president of the National Congress of American Indians and chairman of the Blackfeet Nation. So I actually found his obituary out of uh, Montana. So he died in 2003. He was born in 1915 on Black on the Blackfeet Indian Reservation. His mom died in 1922 when he was seven. Um, and during that time, he was sent to Haskell Institute in Lawrence, Kansas. Him and some friends uh, eventually made it back via train. Uh, big big thing, though. So he managed to overcome barriers. He became a star athlete in nearly all sports. He completed his senior year at Shelby High School. He went to the University of Montana. He lettered in three sports there and completed four years of study. Mike Mansfield became his mentor while he was at the university. They were both given the Distinguished Alumnus Award at the University of Montana in 1990. So he has engraved brick. Uh, he had nine kids by his wife, Doris L. Barlow. He was uh, an outstanding boxer, apparently, and uh, he apparently wanted to try the professional uh, circuit. He was a tri-state champion while he was at Haskell, but his father changed his mind about pursuing sports and actually encouraged him to stay in school and pursue that. So, 
other um, other things about him. He was a drummer for a jazz band. Uh, he danced with Donna Reed, the actress. He was the medicine man in the movie Grey Eagle, which was filmed in the Helena area. Uh, Blackie was also being very was very proud about being the force behind the Indian Chief logo of the Washington Redskins pro football team. That was a weird statement. Blackie and his Washington Redskins cap were inseparable. Inseparable. At the beginning, so you want to talk about something to be proud of. You have a uh, team that's on a national stage, and you look at that logo and said, hey, I helped introduce that logo. Um, for instance, from the town where I'm from, the old sign, my, my dad was on city council and helped pick out the, the sign that you would see when you'd come into town. And it's it's since changed, but that was always really cool for me. And similar situation. So anyways, he at the beginning of World War II, he applied for the detail at Mather Air Force Base in Sacramento. Uh, he ultimately wanted to become a pilot. And unfortunately, he had a health issue um, that kept him from attaining this goal. When he returned to the Blackfeet Nation, he developed a strong interest in tribal politics, which proved him the opportunity to serve his people. He began running for council in 1948, which continued until 1964. So uh, almost 20 years of service. He had 16 years of service. Uh, Chief Whitecalf gave him a rite of passage of the chieftainship of the Blackfeet Nation and named him, I'm going to probably mess this up, but Sykes-Anum, uh, or Six-Anum, I don't know. I'm sorry. Uh, if, you, if, you, if you know how to pronounce it, uh, correct me. But Blackfeet Man, or Man of the Blackfeet People, is what that means. So he served as the chairman of the Blackfeet Nation and was also elected president of, uh, you've already heard this, the National Congress of American Indians in 1961. His exploits within the government circles allowed him to make contacts with many great leaders of our country. One of them was JFK, he, who he named High Eagle, became a personal and became personal friends with. Blackie learned the power of prayer at a young age, um, and he had 14, 26 grandchildren, 14 great-grandchildren when he died, and that's a little bit about uh, Walter Blackie Wetzel. So, guys, a really big deal. And so when I came across this, and there's one more... When I came across this, so initially, if you listened to the last podcast episode, you kind of landed where I was like, I don't know, kind of mixed feelings. Like, I can understand maybe changing it. The logo is not necessarily offensive was where I landed. But the name, the name could seem to be changed. Um, I, I think it could stay in the Native American realm and maybe get consulted. Maybe. But I, I could at least understand the case for that. Now, this poll kind of sends me a different direction all in all, but I can at least understand the case for the name change, but the logo change, especially after finding this out, absolutely not. You're actually, I'd say in a lot of ways, you're, you're almost disgracing the Native American people by saying, hey, you guys, you're not good enough to be, uh, to be this anymore. Now it's misconstrued saying, hey, we're doing you a good because you've been you've been made a caricature of and uh, this is inappropriate, but the problem is it's not inappropriate at all. And that's and that's where I've that's where I come in as with some slight frustration because 
I'm fine with correcting wrongs and doing so in the right manner. But when you literally have it completely backwards, that's where I'm like, all right, I got to speak up and say something here. I'm not going to sit back and I mean, it's going to happen. It's already been announced, but uh, at least <laughs> at least what I can do now is just try and raise awareness and educate people on this is actually where that came from. And this is actually not a good thing that that's uh, being gone. And I'm actually might try and get something with the Redskins logo on it while I still can, even though it might be too late. But we'll see. Um, There was another article. The initial article I read was, there we go, I think from his son or maybe grandson. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was designed by Native American Walter Blackie Wetzel to depict a member of the Blackfeet tribe. So it's literally like a portrait. Mm-hmm. We already learned all that. So yeah, according to his son, Lance, the logo is not offensive, but rather evokes a sense of pride. And this is a quote from him. Everyone was pretty upset about the change. Um, everyone understood the name change. We were all on board with that. Once they weren't going to use the logo, it was hard. It takes away from the Native Americans. Exactly. Uh, when I see that logo, I take pride in it. You look at the depiction of the Redskins logo, and it's, a, and it's of a true Native American. I always felt it was representing my people. That's not gone. And so this... Now, there's... I, I've done brief research on who the portrait uh, is of. Well, it's it's similar to the Buffalo Nickel, but... It sounds like there's some like it's actually more based upon their specifics about it that are based upon an actual person. So the Redskins logo is a picture of John Two Guns White Calf, a Blackfeet chief who also appears on the Buffalo Nickel. See, well, there's there's actually lots of contention about that on the Buffalo Nickel. So, but we can go with it. Nonetheless, it's uh, based on a real person, totally real person. Um, yeah, and it just. The native here's another quote from Lance. The Native Americans were forgotten people. That logo lets people know these people exist. Wetzel said, "If it were changed and removed any derogatory feelings towards any person, then I think it's a win. I don't want that logo to be associated in a negative way ever." <clears throat> yeah, and you know, we already know that Walter was big in sports. So, oh, wow, I didn't even know this. Over the past few years, the Washington Redskins have brought in Blackfeet tribal ha- in a, a Blackfeet tribal hand drum, Blackfeet singers, and shared the imagery with the fans. So they've leaned into the fact that it's from the Blackfeet Nation. Here's a picture of the Wetzel family with Blackfeet Nation tribe members at FedEx Field. And, wow, and they're in traditional garb. So they really leaned into this. So this is actually was a point where you have a sports franchise that is representative of your people in the absolute most respectful uh, way possible and glorifies it. And now we're taking that away. Now we're taking it away. Something else to take away from the Native American community. There, that's what we're we're taking it away. And I wonder. My biggest question is, what is what what are the Redskins going to change to? Um, made the joke to politicians, but I don't know. That's the big question. Nonetheless, and I'll have all these articles in the description down below, links to them, so you can go read them for yourself, which I encourage you to do. 
because I pulled them from that sports logo history, uh, legacy.com. And then this last one was WUSA 9, so a local CBS affiliate, I'm assuming out of Washington, D.C. Now, so the logo, really, that's what I'm harping on here. I want to make a clear distinction. The name, I can kind of go either way on. But the logo, the logo should stay. The logo shouldn't be changed. The logo should stay. And there's very clear, like, overt evidence. And, I mean, Sky's in big-time articles with, like, the Washington Post and stuff that, you know, national circulations. Like, it's very accessible. It's not being suppressed in any way. But nonetheless, here we are because... What happens? Money talks. All these sponsors say, "Hey, you need to change this name from being something offensive." Because in the corporate world, you want to stay political and you want to not ruffle any feathers. All you're trying to do is you're trying to give a product or service to the people, and you're not trying to make a statement or a stance. But we've come to this weird intersection where everyone wants everything to be political. So then companies have to take the semi-political stance to. Uh, to stay apolitical in a lot of ways, and usually it's giving into the to the crazy left to the crazy mob. So, because I mean, what was it last year? You had all the companies basically decide, okay, we're going to be in the pride parade, and I mean, it's a clear political statement, but it's not something we get into in this episode. But it's but it but that's how they stayed away from backlash. I don't know. It's so weird. But now. In regards to the name specifically, this is an article from 2016, May of 2016, from the Washington Post. And it's titled, New Poll Finds 9 in 10 Native Americans Aren't Offended by the Redskins' Name. The Name. So, let's check this out. 9 in 10 Native Americans say they're not offended by the Washington Redskins' name, according to a new Washington Post poll. Shows how few ordinary Indians have been persuaded by a national movement to change the football team's moniker. Survey of 504 people, so decent sample size, across every state in the district, whoa, reveals that the minds of Native Americans have remained unchanged since a 2004 poll by the Annenberg Public Policy Center found the same result. Responses to the Post's questions about the issue were broadly consistent regardless of age, income, education, political party, or proximity to reservations. Among the Native Americans reached over a five-month period ending in April, more than 7 in 10 said they did not feel the word redskin was disrespectful to Indians. An even higher number, 8 in 10, said they would not be offended if a non-Native called them that name. Now, so that seems counterintuitive to me because I definitely would never call uh, a Native... Native American uh, a redskin because I immediately feel like that it would be offensive. Even if I tried to not mean it in an offensive way, it would probably just come out sounding offensive. Maybe maybe just by the tone. I don't know. But it, it also wouldn't feel natural. So, here's the poll. And the question they posed was, professional football team in Washington calls itself the Washington Redskins. As a Native American, do you find that name offensive or doesn't it bother you? So, 9% found it offensive. 90%, you heard that right, 90% said it does not bother, and 1% said they had no opinion. So, some quick math here. Well, I guess how many responses? Yeah. So, times. So, that's 45 people found it offensive out of 504. That is something else. 453.6. 
said it does not bother them. The results immediately celebrated by team owner Daniel Snyder and, and denounced by prominent Native American leaders hmm, could make it that much harder for anti-name activists to pressure Redskins officials who are already using the poll as further justification to retain the moniker. This is in 2016. Beyond that, the findings might impact the ongoing legal battle over the team's federal trademark and registrations. The name controversy has clouded talks between the team and the district widely considers Snyder's desired destination. Hmm. So, it sounds like you have some prominent people who don't like it, but for the most part, what do we have? We have the silent majority who actually are fine with it and don't see it as any sort of, not even, not even like, it doesn't just, oh, it doesn't bother me. They like it. Um, I, I think a lot of people would even lead to say, so... <clears throat> <laughs> and here's here's something. Susan Harjo, the lead plaintiff who is so who's challenging this says, I just reject the results. I don't agree with them, and I don't agree that this is a valid way of surveying public opinion in Indian country. So literally, polls are done to ask people a question and it comes back and the results you don't go, and you just say, I reject the results. This is goes to show you people can't take it when they're when they're wrong and their opinions aren't or what they think reality is, isn't uh, confirmed in in science. Now, this is one poll, and there could be many more done, and I could be missing some prominent ones that have the opposite results, and I'm open to looking at those. I'm completely open to being completely wrong. I mean, I think you can very clearly see through how I've been talking about this that it's not a straight... It, it's been something that I've wrestled with, and that we wrestled, Connor and I wrestled with in the last episode. So, there's nothing... I'm not stuck in a rut here. I'm always willing to be moved. The needle can be moved. Hmm. And, and then here's another thing. Two other key Indian leaders in the name change movement did not challenge the validity of the poll and instead issued a joint statement calling the responses from Indians encouraging. This is so silly. So, basically... In conclusion, well, it's funny, too, in this, that Snyder actually said he would never change the name a measly four years ago, and here we are going to town because, you know what, FedEx was going to take their name off the field. I want to say there was, like, four more, like, there was four big sponsors in total that were going to, uh, that were going to pull their funding, pull their sponsorships. And so basically they're like, hey, you know in a year where you're probably not going to make money because of the coronavirus? Here, you're going to make even less money. You're going to be even more in the red. So I mean, ultimately, and a buddy of mine responded, because I put a poll on Twitter saying, should they change their logo? Not the name, just the logo. And going to see how that goes. And I'm going to put forward my thoughts. And I said, people, you know, give me justification as to why. And one buddy hit me up. He basically said, look, the NFL, who has already bowed to the SJW mob, and they're all about social justice, and so the Redskins are kind of caught in a place where they got to go along and get along because it's like there's there's almost no stopping. It's almost inevitable. Like the organization that owns you is going with it, so you can't really fight back. And that's what I agree with. But all in all, what I what I think is I'm just tired of just this constant bowing, even when it is completely antithetical. Like it literally, they're saying, "Hey, this should get changed. It's disrespectful," and it's literally the exact opposite of that it was everything was done in the right way here 
not talking about the name necessarily because that was done in 1933. For those of you who didn't know, they were the Braves because they played at the MLB. They they shared the field with the MLB team, the Boston Braves at the time. Then uh, they wanted to when they when they moved, he wanted to they moved to a different field, and then the owner was like, I don't want to get confused with the Braves, the the baseball team. Let's they changed to the Redskins. So like I said, it's kind of neither here nor there, but I mean, even looking at that poll in 2016, which confirmed a poll in 2004 that Native American people don't really find it offensive. Uh, it's just kooky to me because it's like literally you couldn't be more in your face saying, no, this isn't right. This You're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. And they're like, well, I'm going to do it anyways. I reject those results. I'm proud of being Native American and of the Redskins, said Barbara Bruce, a Chippewa teacher who, uh, t- a Chippewa teacher who has lived on the North Dakota reservation most of her life. I'm not ashamed of that at all. I like that name. Now it's one person. Here we go. Yeah. So what it, she goes on to say, she and many others uh, surveyed embrace native imagery in sports because it offers them some measure of attention in, in a society where they are seldom represented. Just 8% of those canvas say such depictions bother them. So what what I'm seeing is, is actually an over, overwhelming... I'm seeing more... The majority of the evidence point to the fact that they actually like it. The Native American population at large prefers it. But you have certain people who buy into the ideology of trying to be offended and looking to be offended. And uh, we don't like it... Uh, because we don't like it and we don't care what what polls you can throw at us, what evidence you can throw at us to, to show that, hey, actually, there's nothing offensive about this. And uh, that's where we land. So the Washington Redskins, uh, change your name, sure, but uh, I actually think that most people in the community don't care and, and even like it, prefer it over not preferring it. I'd be fine with the Washington Braves. Now, there is... Braves MLB team, but uh, I don't know. I I think you can keep it in, but definitely the logo does not need to change. Now I think they're both inevitably going to be changed, and that sucks. But yeah, uh, I'll put all those articles forward. And in closing, do we all remember the uh, Lando Lakes? No, I'm not even going to touch on that. I'll touch on that at a different time. We can do a bigger episode on that. But, yeah, I don't think it should be changed at uh, at all. And I think it's uh, stupid that they're actually moving something uh, that glorifies the Native American community in the right way, in the most respectful way. You know, it's funny because it never seems to be enough, right? Like, there's always uh, – I just put out a little I, – I tweeted out a thread basically that was like, I don't understand how people – like, they're, they're never going to be appeased. Like, it's you, – you change one thing. Well, then they're going to find something else wrong with that thing, and you have to move. The goalposts keep moving, right? And, and we've gotten to a point where it's like we just want we don't want things to be misappropriated by people who aren't in the culture, and or people of the culture weren't consulted in this decision. That's what it started as. I don't know a, a decade ago when when this type of thing started getting big, and now we're running to where it's accurate depictions that were either done by people of that group or they were closely consulted and actually really. Uh, directly had a hand in the design or helping with and that's being taken away because people are being offended or projecting their singular offense across uh, the general population of their group and that's wrong so that's why I put out this episode so the Redskins um, it was nice knowing you but uh, I'm going to see if I can snag as even though I'm an Eagles fan uh, I want I want just something with the logo on it 
I don't really care. Like I said, don't care about the name, but the logo needs to stay. So thanks for listening. I'd love to know all your thoughts on this. If you agree, disagree, where you land, uh, it's theramblingviking at gmail.com, theramblingviking at gmail.com. Let me know what you think. I look forward to seeing your email, Connor. <laughs> See ya.